Barrett's gain-of-function research? Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. Dr. Fauci, I believe you have testified that uh, that uh, you didn't give any money to the Wuhan lab to conduct gain-of-function research. Is that doing gain-of-function research, and if it is... How do you know they didn't lie to you? Excuse me, sir. Uh, we banned every meeting, meeting about, you know, over a hundred people from closed casinos. How do you know they didn't lie to you and use the money for gain of function research? Anymore? Needs there needs to be a centralized response around the communications approach that then is cascaded to informed advocates. So, so I think one of the ways that we need to approach this is to make sure that we have the right representatives on traditional media networks. Well, we've seen the results of the experiments that were done and that. Were Hey, everybody, it's Everett with Ohio for Freedom. Fauci emails and the failed dictatorship of Mike DeFauci. What are we talking about? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to explain. Well, let's get started. I hear the sweet sound of freedom, and I won't be long. As usual, please like, please share, please subscribe. Go to the website and subscribe. Don't forget to click the confirmation email so it's not an academic exercise. And if you are seeing this on Zbook or uh, Zuckerberg um, uh, social media, please leave a comment because he hates it when you leave a comment, but it helps us out. Okay, I'm going to make two announcements and we're going to roll with this subject. This is really, really exciting. Number one, I'm going to ask you to watch out for the interview that I just conducted with Anna Garner of New Mexico Stands Up. She is involved in litigation at the federal level against the CDC and challenging her tyrant governor. And she is standing up on the behalf of those New Mexicans out there who have had their freedoms deprived. You may think you have heard it all. You will hear some things that you have not heard yet. Some of it will be troubling. Some of it will be uh, upsetting. But remember, she will be sharing with you information that we aren't supposed to know. The powers that be don't want you to hear what you can hear in this interview. And as she says at the conclusion of the interview, God's got this and God always wins. So I want you to be watching for that and please share it, share it, share it and support what they're doing. Number two, I just want to announce I'm really excited to be attending the Health and Freedom Alliance conference hosted by Clay Clark. I'll be in Tampa the 17th, 18th and 19th and uh, really looking forward to networking with people. And I plan to give a nightly update. I wanna be your boots on the ground if you are not able to be there. Folks, we are gaining momentum. The speed is picking up. I'm gonna give you a quick little analogy and we're gonna roll. About seven days ago, I showed you my first tomato of the season. I went out there this morning and there's 15 of them out there, count them 15. That is just a nature given a metaphor for what is happening right now. The intensity is picking up. The, the, the Fojo uh, phonus is going to be exposed. I'm not gonna talk about that right now. And the scan plan, de mick, uh, I'm telling you, uh, things are things are happening and Fauci is going to go down, but it can't be just Fauci. He cannot be just a sacrificial lamb, a scapegoat that lets everybody off the hook. Hence, our topic 
in this episode. So it's always great when new information confirms your gut, and it's always great when new information dovetails very interestingly with information that you already had. I want to talk about the failed dictatorship of Mike DeFauci. Let's go to the screen right now. Okay, want to give a big shout out to Donna from Ohio Solidarity. Uh, she is a loyal trooper and has been from the very beginning. Uh, and I saw this post on the Ohio Solidarity Facebook site. And here is the headline from the Ohio Star. Fauci email shows NIH doctor claimed DeWine would create demand for Global COVID Response Corps, the Ohio Star. And of course, that's penned by our own rock star, Ohio reporter Jack Windsor. And here is the article from the Ohio Star. Now, here's what the story says, that in all of the 3,200 pages of Anthony Fauci's emails, there's at least one reference to Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. And that in that email, there is a National Institutes of Health doctor, a Dr. Peter Kilmarks, and he sent an email to Tony Fauci stating that DeWine would be part of a group of Republican governors who would be, quote, most interested and helpful to encourage implementation and create demand for a COVID-19 response core. The email was sent after an op-ed that was penned by Susan Brooks of Indiana and Congressman Ami Berra of California. And they wrote this op-ed, if they wrote it, uh, but it was posted on the website for Centers for Strategic and International Studies. We're gonna look at that op-ed in just a minute, but I do wanna show one other thing because this is interesting. I remember this tweet from them, but Jack includes it in the article. This is from Bill Gates. Bill Gates tweeted around that on May, March 27th, I've been impressed by governors across the country. Inslee, Cuomo, Newsom, Mike DeWine, Larry Hogan, and the many others who are guiding their communities through this challenge and providing a model for us all. Well, remember, Bill Gates sponsored Event 201, where they talked about how their confidence and their strategy to be able to recruit to their ranks loyal sycophants, loyal foot soldiers in various spheres of influence, government, business, media. And so Bill Gates is doing his part. He's doing the next step in his predetermined playbook. And so moving right along, we move over here to this Center for Strategic and International Studies website, and there is the op-ed. Here's the title, A COVID-19 Response Corps Can Help Stop the Pandemic. Oh yeah, you get a core of people, that's just going to stop a virus right in its tracks, but we'll leave that alone. It's penned April 6th, 2020. Look how fast and succinct these things are moving. Uh, I just think it's very, very interesting. So let's just put a timetable together. Um, you know, the, the, the pandemic, the scan pandemic starts, you know, getting a little bit of uh, media attention early January, but by March, uh, DeWine and Baby Talk and Amy Acton are apparent on the Tucker Carlson show with their, you know, being the front runners by locking down the state because they have consulted experts. Yeah, these experts, you know, like Neil Ferguson that said, you know, the whole world is going to die tomorrow. Right. They didn't say this on Tucker Carlson, but at the time they're saying there's a hundred thousand cases in Ohio and they're doubling every six days. It was all a load of baloney. Um, but my point is, by April 6th, this, uh, this op-ed is pinned. Either these people are thinking very, very quick, 
I mean, look at the chain of events. They're pinning this and then Killmarks is sending that email. They're moving very quick or they're operating the, the next page of a predetermined playbook. That's the way that I see it. I'm going to take you to the email. All right. This is the email from Killmarks to, to Fauci. And it says, in number one, CSIS podcast, coronavirus update with Congresswoman Susan Brooks. Just ask yourself, what is a Republican congresswoman doing writing an op-ed with this Democrat from California? I mean, how does that work? And what is their connection with this CSIS? But getting back to the email, point number nine, here again is Monday's list. Monday's list? What is Monday's list? NGA and individual governors, Republicans who will be most interested and helpful are Baker, DeWine, Hogan, and Democrats, Cuomo, Pritzker, Newsom, Whitmer, uh, Inslee. And, and once again, you, you know it says a lot about elected officials, the company that they keep. So congratulations, Mikey boy. You got your name mentioned right up there with Botox Whitmer and right up there with drive them into the nursing homes and, and stand back and, back and watch the destruction happen, Cuomo. Um, Jack Windsor asked the question, how did Killmarks, the doctor, how did he know that DeWine would be a faithful foot soldier for the global medical mafia. How did he know that? Well, Jack asked Dan Tierney, spokesman for DeWine, and Dan Tierney declined to answer, which is a polite way of saying he refused to answer, which is another way of saying DeWine doesn't think that he's accountable to you and me, the citizens of Ohio. So, all right, I was not familiar with this center for this CSIS, so I decided to look them up on Influence Watch just to see what I could find out, and bam, without even trying, the first thing you find out is their number one donor is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Well, isn't that interesting? I said from the beginning... DeWine didn't make the decision to lock down Ohio. He's a puppet. He's a shill for the global medical mafia. And this is just one more little breadcrumb indicator. So their biggest donor is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but they're also funded by the Rockefeller Brothers. That's nice. And the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. So I wonder if, if you know, when Mike was really worried, we need some social media propaganda influencers to help us sell this global medical mafia agenda in the state of Ohio. I wonder if Silicon Valley was able to recommend, say, Amplify Ohio to him. Okay, I'm going to keep moving because all of this reminded me of a post that I remembered from last May, from May of last year, 18th of May, 2020. This is Nino Vitelli's page. And this was his headline on this post. He says, Governor DeWine attempted a total takeover in March 2019 of all local police and sheriffs, all local government, all state money for a possible public health emergency. Now, here's what DeWine attempted to do. DeWine is sworn in in January 2019 and in March of 2019, he attempted to have put into the Ohio Revised Code language that would have given him virtual dictatorship. Now, right here is the actual language, but I'm going to read Nino Vitelli's summary of it because he does an excellent job. And here we go. There's nine points. Number one, if DeWine had been successful, that would have allowed him to declare 
by executive order bypassing the legislature a public health emergency in case of harm to the public health. So he by himself, not sure where he got his medical degree, don't think he knows anything about virology. He said he didn't when he was on Tucker Carlson, but he'd be able by himself to declare a medical emergency. Number two, he'd be able to declare a health emergency in all political subdivisions. So regardless of the township, regardless of the county, regardless of the municipality, city, village, whatever, he would be El Supremo Lidero, not the uh, local um, authorities there. Number three, require the order to remain in effect until the governor determines the conditions no longer exist with no input from the House, Senate, or any courts. Number four, he, it would permit the governor to issue orders as long as he wishes with no end date, as long as his previously declared emergency still exists by his definitions. Five, allow DeWine to take action over state and local law enforcement agencies as necessary to secure compliance. So what that would mean is here in Butler County, he, he, he gained national attention. Our Sheriff Jones said, we're not going to be the mask police. But if DeWine had had his way, he would have been able to pick up the phone and say, oh, yeah, you are, buddy. You are my mask police. So get out there and start mask policing. Number six, he would be able to establish offices and appoint personnel to carry out orders of said health emergency. Number seven, use any available resources of state government or local government. Number eight, order the budget director to transfer cash, cash, from any fund, and nine, limit, alter, or suspend any collective bargaining agreements. Folks, that is far a far-reaching power grab that he attempted. That is a, an amazing attempt at power that he tried to secure to himself in the event of a medical emergency that he would be able to declare. Now, you got to ask yourself this question. He attempted this in March 2019. He was sworn in in January of 2019. When did this notion hit our esteemed governor? When did this sick idea where you bypass the legislature and you set yourself up as a virtual dictator, when did that idea come to him? Did it come to him after he was inaugurated? Of course not. How, how early? When was this planted in his mind? And like Nino Vitelli asked the question, what did Mike DeWine know, and when did he know it, and who was he in bed with, and who was he allegiant to? So I'm going to do just a little bit of a timeline, because we know that the Gates Foundation, you know, Seppi Gabi and all the rest, and we know about Event 201, and we know that they boldly stated they didn't realize that anybody would be skeptical how they needed to recruit all these people into their ranks. Well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? that Mike DeWine is one of them. So, a little bit of a timeline. DeWine is sworn in January 2019. March 2019, he tries, he fails, but he tried. He, sh he showed him, I'm trying for you, Bill. I'm trying. He didn't get these powers passed, but he did pass one test for him. He did prove his allegiance to the dark side because Mike DeWine has always lied to us 
and told us that he was pro-life and when he had an opportunity to actually do something about it with Dayton Women's Med, what did he do? The number one late-term abortion clinic in the country, according to their leader, their founder, the state of Ohio had him dead to rights for violations. We're not talking about arbitrary and capricious. No, they were legitimately shut down for violations, a long string of violations in what did Mike DeWine do? Mike DeWine proved his allegiance to the dark side, to the powers that shouldn't be. He reinstated them by just changing a couple of names on the application. Then the plan, scan, that met, rolls around first thing in 2020. And guess what? They knew they had a loyal foot soldier. Folks, we can't let this stand. This gentleman is not going to be. He cannot be reelected. He's got to be tossed out. Okay, okay, okay. Got to bring this to a close. The failed dictatorship of Mike DeFauci. Okay, so I've just connected a couple of, you could say, circumstantial dots. But I want, I want you to please ask yourself this question. And please think it through and ask it to yourself seriously. If Mike DeWine had been successful in grabbing all of those dictator powers... What would he have done in the last year beyond what he already did, beyond all of the economic devastation, beyond everything that's happened in nursing homes and happened to schools and happened to our kids? What would he have done? You know, here in Ohio, we're starting to open up and now I walk into Kroger and I'm not the only one that isn't wearing a face diaper. I walk into Costco and I'm not the only one that isn't wearing a face diaper. And so that's nice, and it's easy to think we're getting back to normal. But folks, we've got a stewardship issue here because less than 100 miles from our northern Ohio border, there's a pastor, Pastor Hildebrandt, that is right now locked out of his church. If you go to Alberta, Canada, there are pastors that have been jailed on the highway simply because they're having church. I watched a news clip from Australia last night of a man. The police tried to pull him out of his car with his 10-year-old child in the car beside him. Why? Because they were eating in the car more than 10 kilometers from home. It's just my opinion, happens to be right, if Mike DeWine had been successful in granting himself these Emperor DeFauncio Emperor DeFauci powers, he would be acting just like those guys. So folks, we gotta hold the line. We cannot let Fauci go down as a scapegoat. Fauci is going down. Fauci is over. We've gotta keep the pressure on until we see that happen. But I believe that it's gonna happen, but we cannot let the house cleaning stop there. Every scoundrel, every evil allegiance needs to be illuminated. So I hope you're energized. I hope you're active because the time to push forward for complete and total victory is right now. And it is within our grasp. Please be watching for the interview with Anna Garner. It's going to be very, very informative. And I look forward to being your reporter with boots on the ground at the Health and Freedom Alliance conference in Tampa just here in a few days. And until next time, God bless you. God bless your family. God bless the state of Ohio, which we're taking back. And God bless 
the United States of America. I hear the sweet sound of freedom, and I won't be 